Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. fans, are you ready to Brave the Wild? With me, your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Brave the Wild is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, and of course, still a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. A great pleasure to be on board with those guys, Dylan and Kyle, coming out of uh, British Columbia, Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to this show. I'm very happy to be back on board with you once again today to talk about the Minnesota Wild and the NHL playoff preview. I'll do some predictions and such. This should be a one-segment shot, so it's going to be kind of like fan interaction mixed in with, you know, predictions and such. So we're going to have some fun here. Uh, Probably won't be the longest show, I'm thinking, but we'll see. We'll just kind of see how it goes, of course. Again, the fan interaction, though, thank you very much for those of you that responded so quickly. That is uh, awesome. So kind of got things started in the afternoon here. Uh, Yep, had to work today. Unfortunately, and it's good to obviously help with bills, so again, but to come home and record at night. So back-to-back weeks, I'm recording on Saturday night. What do you think of that? Last week, the circumstances were the Gophers uh, losing a heartbreaker in the national championship game. That's, of course, the Minnesota Golden Gophers. And tonight, we're going to do an NHL playoff preview. I kind of figured I'd do something like this. Um, Don't get used to me recording on Saturday night, but uh, who knows? Maybe I will do it more often. I'm sure, uh, hopefully, DraftKings and the NHL podcast network, uh, or the, the the hockey podcast network anyway, uh, may like it. Uh, it's like, why not, right? Why not have more Brave the Wilds, more of any of the shows on the hockey podcast network? I'm sure they're happy to have uh, the more the merrier, so to speak. So certainly nothing out of desperation to get a show out. It's just, want to talk postseason. I didn't really kind of do it last uh, a couple days ago because not everything was set. So nowadays, we are absolutely playing the Dallas Stars. Woohoo! Uh, Ryan Suter is against the Minnesota Wild in a playoff series. Zach Parise also made the playoffs. He'll be uh, on the New York Islanders. He had a 20-goal season at age 38. Hard to believe how old he is already, but that's how it goes. Um, again, that is exactly how it goes. I can't believe what I'm seeing. My God, the last episode got retweeted 11 times. That's got to be as many as I've ever had. That is really... Amazing. I really appreciate that, you guys. You don't know how much Brian Herrera, Today Brown, um, Vince Germano, 
Kemper Cougar, Jay Bushy, Tom Hayen. Wow, just it's just amazing. Uh, Derek Falska, Devil's State of Mind, MN Johan, the Hockey Podcast Network, and Morty all retweeted. That is, wow. You you wow. I'm actually really humbled by that because that's a lot of people. Um, you know, so it it means a lot to me. So I just want to say thank you. Some of you might be like, only eleven. I get I got thirty five for mine. Well. 35 sounds a little insane in my book, but it's it'd be nice, but I'm not counting on that happening. Um, now, enough about me. Let's talk about the frickin' uh, playoffs and the frickin' series and all that. Uh, apparently, uh, Minnesota and Dallas actually tied the season series. I forgot about the 6-5 win, but I remember those 4-1 losses way too well. Um, <clears throat> this was literally a split, because the... Cause, uh, no, or was it? Yep, yeah, yeah. The Wild had to uh, the Wild had to go to a shootout versus Dallas, and won, thank God. And we also had a shootout win later in the season, believe it or not. So actually, technically, Dallas won the series. They got the most points because they either they got a point in both of the losses to the Minnesota Wild. They got a point in both of the losses. A six-five game where the Wild were like way way ahead. What was it? What were we up five to one, and we gave up the lead completely? Uh, Hints had a triple or triple had a hat trick. He didn't have a triple-double. It's the wrong sport. He had a hat-trick. But, um, yeah, Ryan Reeves had multiple assists in the game. So we already had him at that stage. Uh, an epic comeback by the Stars and a terrible blown lead by the Minnesota Wild. Kind of reminding you of the Timberwolves blowing double-digit leads like, you know, four times in one series last year. It was ridiculous. We, like, the Timberwolves could have easily won that series with Memphis, but we just didn't. Um, this is all from Stat Muse. So because Yahoo Sports refuses to show the season series, just the playoff series. Um, no announcement has been made about who's the starting goalie yet. It's got to be. It has got to be. <laughs> it has got to be Philip Gustafson. Please, for the love of God, make it Philip Gustafson. I don't care if Marc-Andre Fleury has more wins on the season. It's because he started earlier in the year. And, yeah, he had some nice games, but goals against average is 2.85. I, I'm sorry. No. Huh? No. Just don't do it, please. So Monday, April the 17th, that is my wife's uh, birthday, Wednesday, April the 19th, both in Dallas. Friday, April 21st in Axel Energy Center in St. Paul, Minnesota. Yes, and Sunday. So that'll be kind of fun for the weekend. April 23rd. Um, that is 5.30. All the other games are later. And people are complaining. I'm not. I'm a second shift guy. I'm not complaining one ounce. 8.30? You can't handle 8.30? Uh, unless you get up at like 4 o'clock every day, I can understand that complaint. But if you work office hours and you're complaining about an 8.30 game... Why? It gives you plenty of time to kind of settle down and maybe get things all in order. Maybe even put the kiddies to bed if you have really young kids or something. And just enjoy. And just enjoy. Crack open a Sam Adams remastered Boston Longer, I guess. I'm going to try that for the first time tonight. <laughs> we'll try that. Or a torpedo, whatever the heck. I'm just going to keep moving. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> but no, that's how the season sh uh, series shapes up for now. And then if necessary, you get the two game two days after that. Of course, Game 5 would be in back in Dallas. Game 6 would be in Minnesota. And Game 7 would be in Dallas, Texas. Uh, the Stars did win their last five games. They literally won all of them, but still didn't win the division because Colorado was red hot. And they officially won the division. That's why the Minnesota Wild, not the North Stars. <laughs> Look at the Stars, and I'm thinking, the Minnesota North Stars? No. Yes, I'm, I'm old enough to do that, to make that mistake. Um, the Wild are the number 3 in the division. The Stars are number 2. Colorado will play Winnipeg again. I mean, I actually they they will not play Winnipeg in the uh, in if this was a hundred percent like the old days, it would have been Colorado, Winnipeg, and Minnesota, Dallas, like the whole Minnesota, St. Louis, and Chicago versus Toronto or something back in the day. 
Or uh, who would have been the other team? I think it was Toronto. Minnesota. Yeah, Chicago. Oh, Detroit. Detroit or, or Toronto. That was the old Norris division in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Cool to think we had Toronto in our division back in the day. Well, they finally end their series drought since like 1812. Or at least since the mid-90s, I believe. It's been a while. I know Toronto went to the... Uh, um, I forget if it was the Eastern Conference Final already. I think it was. It was either the Prince of Wales or Eastern Conference Final. They made it, <clears throat> and they lost, uh, I think it was to Florida. I think it was to Florida. They just couldn't get past Florida. Um, yep, just like Pittsburgh also couldn't. Okay, I've, had, I've talked enough about rambling on about the past here, even though I like to go in, into history. But um, obviously it's an epic matchup, blah, blah, blah. The Wild were 23rd in goals. The Dallas Stars were 7th. <clears throat> Wild had the 6th best goals against average. The Stars were 3rd. Minnesota, um, where am I going? Minnesota's power play, 15th. Dallas, 5th. Minnesota penalty kill, 10th. Dallas, 3rd. Okay, well, 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 anything we can do, they can do better. They can do anything better than us. No, you can't. Yes, they can. So far, so far. Let's see if we can do it in a head-to-head -head series, though, and beat them. So, it's possible. But statistically, they're beating us in everything. Everything. It's really frustrating, actually, to look at. 26th in penalty minutes for the Wild, in terms of we get a billion more penalty minutes than the Stars. Almost 300 more penalty minutes this year. Yet, 26th is like, yes! Yes! We're, we're finally not, like, 30th, or 31st, or 32nd, or, or like, 28th or something. We're 26th! We're on a roll! Way to stay out of the box, guys. This is awesome. The stars are sixth. Yeah, sixth. Um, a couple of stats that I don't really mention much because it's like, I mean, it's nice, but it's kind of more like a basketball stat. Shooting percentage and assists. But I know, no, shooting percentage is nice and everything. Like, yeah, you score when you, you shoot the puck, I guess. But I don't know. It's, and then, of course, assists. It's like, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, yeah, it's nice that you get assists, of course. It's just, you know, Dallas is way ahead in both of those stats as well. They're, they're ahead in every stat, every single stat. And we almost won the division over these guys. American Airlines Center, not uh, Reunion Arena way back in the day when the Dallas Stars won their only Stanley Cup. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah, they've been to how many cup finals, including going way, way back to 81. I even did an episode on Brave the Wild. I believe it's already three years ago coming up in, I think it was late May, early June, right around that. It was right before something happened in, 2020. I'll just leave that alone. I don't even want to come close to talking about that right now. Um, but yeah, it was around that time. We're kind of close to Memorial Weekend. I talked about the 81 North Stars because there's nothing else on. And I had a lot of fun doing that show. And thankfully, uh, yeah, the listeners responded pretty well to that one. But that was the first Stanley Cup final the, the, the franchise went to. And then 91, and then 99, and then 2000. And then just a couple of years ago in 2020, right? They lost to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. So, interesting. The Stars have won only one championship and they've lost several. They're kind of like the Philadelphia Flyers where they won, well, in their case, they won back-to-back -back cups and then never won again. They went to like, a, a, you know, they've been to like, I don't know if it's eight or ten Stanley Cup finals since then and they've lost the ball. Yuck. Yuck. Like, seriously, that's messed up. Hmm. Uh, it's very messed up. Very messed up. Anyhow, something, uh, hmm, um, it's, yeah, well, unfortunately, Dallas statistically has us beat, um, but thankfully, 
you still got to play the game, and funny stuff can happen. The Chicago Blackhawks had the North Stars absolutely annihilated on paper, absolutely swallowed up like a whale swallowing up a minnow, and the North Stars won that series in six. After the Blackhawks took like a two-to-one lead or something, I think it was, the North Stars just said, get out of here, go home, you jerks, we hate you. And uh, yeah, it was amazing, (laughs) absolutely crazy. Uh, A team that had a losing record, actually. Um, And, well, 6-5 to win, that was an epic thing, as the Wild blew a 5-1 to lead, still came out with a shootout victory by the grace of God himself, and I'm not even kidding. Because Onger's a hell of a goalie. The fact we were able to escape that. I'm surprised we even got that many goals. Was was Onger even the goalie, though? Now I'm beginning to wonder. Was he? They're not even showing it. That's stupid. You idiots. I just... Okay. Show the players. Okay, yeah, because this is different. Marc-Andre Fleury gave up five goals. It was Onger. He faced 16 shots and gave up four goals. And Wedgwood faced 15 shots and gave up one. Well, all right then. And around that time, how far back was this? This this was quite a bit far back, where Gustafson is maybe starting to show some promise a little bit, but not that much. Uh, and then the Wild lost 4-1 uh, to one twice. One at home and one in Dallas. We actually won that 6-5 game in Dallas. Uh, impressive. It's impressive that we got that many goals. It just sucks that we gave up all those freaking points. It's pathetic. Um... It really sucks. <laughs> but yeah, 4-1 to losses. One in uh, on the 29th of December at home. And a 4-1 to loss in Dallas on Feb 8th, 23. 4-1 to loss. 4-1 to loss. Yep, it's awful. And then a 2-1 to victory. Kind of, well, it wasn't that recent. September, uh, excuse me, De- February 17th, 2-1 to victory for the Minnesota Wild. When we were really starting to kind of catch up, we were only one win behind them. But they have way less regulation losses because they have 12 shootout losses, shootout slash overtime losses. It's kind of interesting because they lost this one too to the Minnesota Wild. Jake Ottinger stopped 32 shots in the game but then lost in the shootout, of course. Minnesota, funny, Philip Gustafson in that for this one. Uh Uh-huh. Funny. Funny. Okay, sorry. Adam Beckman played in the game. Boldy got his assist. I think that was, yeah, he had that assist and then there was a huge drought and then he just blew up because, uh, you know, after Kaprizov's injury. Matt Zuccarillo, Matt's Zuccarillo had the only goal in the game, and then the North, the Wild beat the Dallas Stars in <sighs> beat the Dallas Stars in uh, OT. So the Stars technically were two zero and two versus the Wild. So that means basically they won the series. They got six out of eight points. We had four out of eight points. We being the Minnesota Wild anyway had four out of eight points in the game. Um, because we got handed, we got it handed to us pretty much in those two losses. Those weren't good games. Um, funny though, Gustafson two to one. Yep, of course it was him, right? I'm, I'm gonna check now who was the wild goalie, Mark Andre Fleury, in one of the four one losses. He gave up three goals but faced 42 shots, so that's not necessarily Fleury's fault. I mean, not every game where Fleury had meh numbers where it were his fault, but at the same time. Uh, and then Gustafson faced 36 and also gave up three goals in the other 4-1 loss. So you could argue Fleury was actually even better. But overall, Jake Ottinger's a stud goalie. So it's going to be a heck of a series. It's certainly not going to be easy at the end of the day. So we'll talk about lineups and conversation, this and that. I'm going to head right into the fan interaction right here, right now. And then we'll kind of continue the predictions and such kind of as we go. Because I don't want to babble on too much and then ruin people's questions 
when it's like I didn't even get to there. Oh, yeah, I just mentioned that. You know, that's kind of rude of me to do that. So we got a miniature Derek Felska lightning round. So this time we'll stay off the lightning and thunder because, yeah, I think most of you figured this wasn't going to be a huge show so like people didn't come and flood the thing. And any uh, conversation after this show that pops up with the hashtag BGWMN, I will bring into the next show. So, yeah, just in case you're like, oh, I missed it. You know, now he's not going to read it. No, I, I will. At least I'll do my darndest to do so. I better keep my darn promise. I, I like to keep my promises. Like if I say I'm going to retweet your show, I'm going to, I keep my word. Let's just leave it at that. Um, any, anything along those lines, anything like I'll retweet your show or I'll give you a shout out. I, I try to keep my word about stuff because it, it's not nice to just say something and just like, you know what I mean? And just kind of like do whatever else. Enough of that. Sorry. At Brave the Wild, at Brave the Wild is the Twitter account. Actually, I probably should do this right here, right now before I do the fan interaction. Then it's done and I don't bleep up. Like the last couple of shows, I think I've almost messed this up. Actually, last show was a miracle I got the uh, ad in. So it's NBA playoffs time. So before we talk about hockey playoffs, it's going to be NBA playoffs. Go Celtics, go Sacramento Kings, anybody but the Golden State Warriors. Anyhow, that means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement, and why don't you be best sports betting partners of the NHL too, dang it. No. <laughs> yeah, we want the NHL too. Get in get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. I'd probably be the Celtics for me at this point. Plus, I, yeah, plus everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. <clears throat> Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back, uh, bet back up to $10. See, that's pretty good. So, kind of like how the Sacramento Kings survived the Golden State Warriors tonight. Thank God in heaven. That was a close game. You know, like a parlay, obviously, like, uh, I don't know, like uh, Darren Fox goes off for 30 points. You know, the Kings are going to win, and Darren Fox is going to get 30 points. Steph Curry's going to miss 99 three-pointers, I wish. And, uh, you know, yeah, stuff like that, though. But I'm very happy that the Kings won. I do have them winning that series. I do have the Celtics winning it all. That's way, way ahead of things. But Phoenix Suns coming out of the West, yes. But Sacramento meeting them in the West Finals. What do you think of that? What do you think of that? That's that's a that's kind of a, you know, a, a bet. But these are kind of game by game by game on uh, DraftKings Sportsbook. I do think uh, Phoenix takes care of business on the road in the first game, or no, at, at home, excuse me, in the first game versus the uh, um, L.A. Clippers. Denver, unfortunately, I wouldn't be surprised, but, well, if you want to have some fun, though, bet the Wolves. I mean, uh, you might have fun. Maybe the Wolves will surprise people and beat the Denver Nuggets in the first uh, first game of the series and make things extremely interesting from there on. I, I'm actually willing to gamble and make a fun bet that the Wolves win and Anthony Edwards gets 30. How about that for a par- uh, parlay? So, that's a good idea. Anyhow, download the app now and sign up with code THPN. No more of that XXX thing. Yep, we actually have our correct code here. New customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details and to enjoy. Um, so, fan interaction. Sorry for delaying, but 
needed to get the app in and, of course, maybe mess around with a little NBA playoff talk. Uh, Timberwolves explosion. Check that out. Sorry, Derek. I am really sorry. Hashtag BTWMN. Will Matt Boldy finally realize that he can be a factor offensively, even though Kirill Kaprizov is back in the lineup, or will he go back into being a non-factor offensively? Besides, I don't think the Wild will advance if 97 and 12 are a fa- yeah, well, like, aren't a factor scoring wise. I'm guessing what he means, right? Um, yep, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I, I would think so too, exactly. But Boldy is going to have to do that because otherwise, he's no better than what Kevin Fiala did the last couple of years. And when we made the playoffs, you're we all excited. Here we go, and then he disappeared. Led the team in scoring that first that first year years ago before Kaprizov came. Looked so promising. And you know what? I love Kevin Fiala. I absolutely love him, and I wish he was still here. But I was very disappointed in his uh, postseason three years in a row, basically, with the Minnesota Wild. Think about it. He actually led the Wild in scoring. He finally emerged. He he got off the whole skittish vibe he had and jumped out and played some good good puck. What an amazing top line the Dallas Stars have, though. Hints, Pavelski, and Robertson, who had over like 109 points this year. I didn't think Robertson was a 100-point guy. But my goodness, I, I guess so. See, like Matt Boldy could only dream about being a 100-point guy right now. And Kaprizov's freaking injury, you know. He, he probably would have gotten right on the button like 100. He wasn't on pace for 108 unless he got super hot. But um, that's just unfortunate. That stupid injury that happened, you know, that most likely the groin injury. Um, and I really like those stars, kind of retro-reverse uniforms. I think they're awesome. I, I really like them, but... Um, Boldy is going to have to be a factor because if he isn't, we're, we're dead. I think we're dead. Yep. I think we lose in five or six games if Boldy's like Fiala-like, if you know what I mean. Unless somebody shocks, it really shocks us or, or just Kaprizov is like absolutely out of his mind, like Connor McDavid level. You know, like four or five points. You know, just boom, 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 boom. And of course, uh, somebody like, um, you know, Gustafson stands on his head, which he just might. Unfortunately, Jake, o- Jake Ottinger just might do the same. But uh, obviously, awesome question, and it's, you know, it's the elephant in the room, damn it, Boldy. Stop stop with this. Like, oh, Kaprizov's back. Oh, gosh, gosh, no, I'm not the star anymore. It's, yeah, it's some kind of weird mental block. It's not the, oh, okay, I'm going to defer to Kaprizov, he's the king. It's it's not that. It's a mental block. I mean, uh, you know, playing on playing on sports teams in the past, I know how that can be. Like, uh, it, it's, it's, a, it's a mental thing, and it's weird. But, yeah, it's like your confidence kind of drops a little bit. Like, I'm not the guy now. Damn, you know. It's kind of weird. Um, next, from Derek, Gustav Nyquist looked pretty good down the stretch and seems to be good in puck battles. If 36, yep, that would be, yep, uh, Zuccarello continues to be missing in action, could we see Dean try Nyquist on the Capri Sun line instead? That would, be, you know, I think that's, I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I hope so. I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, if you want to win in the playoffs, you have to, uh, you know, you have to try things sometimes. And last year, and, you know, you could argue the year before as well, Dean kind of got a little stubborn. Last year, I think it was worse, though. Like, the the, the Wild almost beat Vegas. Like, we, we almost had them. And then, we, and then we just didn't. And it was so damn frustrating. Like, Game 7 was very similar to Minnesota and Detroit way back in 91-92, uh, where we... We uh, got to Game 7, 
though in a way there was the opposite side where we we're the ones that blew the three to one lead. But we got to the seventh game and it just kind of, it just right away, you just kind of didn't have a good vibe and they pulled away. But um, that's not the point. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Derek, I just get in these weird tangents uh, with old memories and such. Um, but no, I mean, yes, I think he really, really needs to be creative that way. Uh, that's how the that's how the St. Louis Blues beat the Wild last year. They got creative. They didn't just sit on their they didn't just rest on their laurels and sit on their hands and say, "Well, it's worked all year. It's worked all year." That's how we got our 112 points or whatever we had, uh, 113 points, 109, whatever the hell it was. I think it was 113, if I remember correctly. Great, great record, but you know. Great record, but, I mean, if something's not working and there's a possibility that something else might, especially a guy like Nyquist who can who can play. He can play. He can make he, he can make plays, you know, for, for, other, for other people. And the fact that uh, Zuccarello hasn't done diddly squat for, like, a month now, why the hell not? Otherwise, this series is going to be over real quick. So, yeah, if, if, they, if it's not working early... I don't know. I mean, give it a shot. Why the hell not? So, I think that's a good idea. Jay Bushy. Awesome. Uh, who do you feel is the third pair of defense for the series, or do you see a rotate, uh, do you see them rotating players? They might. Kind of like related to the next question about Klingberg coming in from, uh, yep. Yep, yep, yep. This, yep. Klingberg becomes a bit of a conversation uh, coming up as well. Um, the way Klingberg's been playing, it's pretty scary. Um, I wish this thing showed. Sorry. I'm going to kind of open it up right now. Like, why the heck not? I should have just let the Russo one pop up. Yeah, there's all different kinds. Daily face-off and all that. But most of it's accurate. That's not... Well, I don't think they're going with Brock Faber right now. And I'd like them to do so. It's a conversation, though. And Bill Guerin certainly didn't shoot down the idea coming out of the gate. Yep. Goligoski with uh, Middleton, Dumba, and McMerrill, and Faber. This doesn't look right. I'm confused by this. So, I... <laughs> so, interestingly, now, according to Russo, as I'm kind of digging around here on the fly, Faber could be could be in there on the third pairing. Faber and Klingberg. So, that's really interesting, because Merrill has been kind of falling off the face of the earth, along with Klingberg. Neither one of them has been anything special. Addison looked... Can I say it? He looked pathetic. <laughs> he looked pathetic uh, uh, in the last game he was in. He uh, wasn't natural. He just he just looked pathetic. Um, obviously, or yeah, you still have the Hartman. Uh, yep. So this is Russo, like twelve hours ago, basically is the tweet. So it's the most recent uh, Russo situation. He's Minnesota Wild lines. Uh, it's Hartman, Zucker, uh, obviously Hartman, Zuccarello, Kaprizov, Goudreau, Boldy, uh, Johansson. And that's awesome to see the Johansson. Yeah, that's the other good news. Is that sounds like Johansson is going to be uh, going to be okay. Uh, no bro- no broken ribs, and yep. I mean it's painful as hell. I'm sure, but sounds like it's uh, getting better. Um, Steel with F- Fellingi. No, it's it's Felino. Felino, I think Fellingi. It's a funny typo. I like that. I like that. Uh, Steel, Nyquist, and Fellingi. Dewar, Reeves, and Dupes, Dupame, the, the, the Dewey, the Dewey and Reeves line. Um, obviously, Shaw's up. Shaw was rocking practice on crutches after surgery. So, surgery's been completed successfully, I'm sure. Uh, Middleton, Spurgeon, 
Brodine Dumba, yeah, Middleton Spurgeon, that's old news, yep. Brodine Dumba's old news, but Klinger, Klingberg and Faber is not old news. Interesting combination, and you know what? I think that's really smart, because you just mentioned the third pairing, right? I think that's real smart, because see, Klingberg is a defensive liability, but he has offensive capabilities. Faber is a phenomenal defensive player. Phenomenal. He is a, he is probably, you know, he's, the day is coming, he might be the best defensive defenseman on the Minnesota Wild. Very soon, actually. Um, right now, obviously, it's Brodeen most of the time. He's had some, you know, he hasn't had the best. Whoa! Whoa! What kind of... Oh, Jamie Hirsch? Jamie Hirsch, of course, has the Minnesota Wild facing off with the Edmonton Oilers in the West Final. Edmonton goes to the final to lose to Boston or something, but or maybe they will win. She has the Wild? In the, that's funny, but it's Jamie Hurst, though. You know she's from Minnesota, right? So she thinks we're going to knock off the Stars and the Avalanche? That'd be an awesome playoff run. And then you lose to Edmonton, though? But then again, yeah, yeah, man, Edmonton's freaking deadly. So they're not as bad as they used to be. But yeah, this was uh, Russo's tweet about half half a day ago. Klingberg has rarely skated on the left side of his career, but they gave him a look at times at Nashville. Faber may have played himself into the lineup, and Merrill out of the lineup with rough play down the stretch, especially. Yeah, I mean, Merrill's kind of... Merrill just does nothing for me. You know? Like, maybe when we first got him, I had a good vibe from him. But really, like, since midway through last year, eh, he does nothing for me, man. He's mediocre at... He's mediocre to below average at everything. I remember even at the, yeah, at the end of the year last year, I'm like, we re-signed him for what, though? Don't we have, like... And, and, and I, other than I understand none of the prospects were ready to, to start, including Faber, who was the closest one. He had a whole college season to go. So, and well, at least he got to the national championship game. Should have freaking won, but yeah, that's gonna bug me for a long time, folks. Because you could tell I'm still pissed off about the. Uh, I'm still pissed off about the Union game nine years later. Still, yeah, I'm dead serious. Um, Jamie Hirsch has the Wild going all the way to the Western Conference Final. Wow, versus Edmonton, that'd be kind of cool. Might as well beat Edmonton if you can beat Colorado and Dallas, though. But uh, I don't know. Edmonton might win it all this year. They really might. Um, I better get back to you guys. I am really sorry. But yeah, you got me really going there with that third pair. Um, I I guess I kind of agree with that if it's Klingberg and Faber. I mean, because I, I think that's kind of smart. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there is some kind of rotation. But then again, Merrill does nothing for me, though. Um, and I don't think they're going to let Addison in. Goligoski's already, wait, was he in that group? He was there. No, there was no Goligoski. So, there, yeah, he, he might get uh, rotated in. Goligoski. There's a, he, he'd be the one. Yeah, somebody just took a picture of it. Oh, that was an old, yeah, 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 that's a replay. Yep. Yeah, and Russo's making fun of Jamie Hurst, calling her a homer. <laughs> ah, that's really funny. It is kind of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, yeah, there is no Goligoski. Of course not. So, I don't know. I say give Faber a freaking chance. Why the hell not? And if he keeps it up, I mean, why the hell not? Why not? <laughs> so, so <laughs> Merrill's, Merrill's kind of sucky. Uh, Klingberg's a mess, but maybe, but he does have a physical, he does have that offensive talent that other players might not have. And sometimes, you know, a combination of offense-defense with defense can be a real good one. Um, so, yeah, thank you, Jay, for that. Good, very good question. 
And here we go. Derek Bell said, do you trust John Klingberg, even on the third pairing? <laughs> I know he might bring a goal, perhaps, but I worry about how how many uh, how many of his mistakes uh, yep, will result in all that. Uh, he handles the puck like a live hand grenade far too often. What do you think? Yeah, I think he's a mess. I think he's a freaking mess. I, yeah. Um, it, it bugs me. It, it really does bug me what he does, what John Merrill does out there. I, I, I John Merrill, uh, John Klingberg, the other John. Both Johns kind of suck right now. Um, but yeah, Klingberg scares me as well. Um, the one thing that gives me a tiny bit of confidence is Faber's overall great defensively, defensive ability. Some of you might be like, dude, he's like, it's his third game. What are you crazy? You're, you're, he's gonna, she's gonna save us for uh, for John Klingberg's mistakes and such and his mess, the the dangerous turnovers that can get you killed. Um, hopefully he doesn't have to. Hopefully Klingberg can get his head out of somewhere. Hopefully there's a little added motivation against this Dallas club. Um, and Heskinen, you know, my goodness, poof, what an emergency he's made. As he's the new Klingberg. Like Klingberg was so good years ago with Dallas. Last time we played this series, Klingberg was the best defenseman on the Dallas Stars. Now, all these years later, you know, Heskinen has taken over and Klingberg's on the wild as a, you know, as an aging, mediocre offensive defenseman who's on the third pairing. Do I trust him? Not really, but with Faber, maybe. Maybe. Otherwise, you might have to pair him with uh, Goligoski. You know, because Goligoski had an offensive ability at one point in his career. You might be better off having Faber and Goligoski. Maybe, because they did a good job together before. That That's another option where you kind of merge Jade and uh, Derek's question together about A, do I have confidence in Clickbird even being on the third pairing, and who do, uh, would there be a rotation? That's the possibility, is Goligoski rotating in for either Klingberg or Faber, depending on what they think. I would think Goligoski and Klingberg sounds kind of scary. Like, they might give you nightmares. Where Faber, I don't know, I don't think he's going to screw anything up. I, I really don't. Um, Dallas has a very dangerous top line, though. That's the one thing. And a really damn good power play quarterback uh, in Hiskinen, who's all-time all time greatest season for defenseman in, in, in Stars history. Um, yeah. Though if you count in Larry Murphy, I think he had 58. Yeah, with the North Stars, he had 58 points, didn't he? With the North Stars in the late 80s. Late, late 80s, and then we, or was it the year before? Yeah, the year before we went to the final. And then we traded him away for Jim Johnson because, I don't know, because we're idiots. Because we're freaking idiots, that's why. That's the only explanation I have. Or he just wanted to get the hell out of here, but Jim Johnson. Oh, God. I'm not bitter about it at all. Like, why don't you trade away... <laughs> Why don't you trade away Hiskinen for uh, frickin' John Merrill while you're at it? I mean, that's a... It's not quite that bad, but almost. Frickin' make me want to curse my head off here. Yeah, but no. <laughs> Great questions, though, guys. Uh, Emma Johan uh, says, uh, There has been a lot of fans that have criticized Klingberg's play. How much extra motivated do you think he will be uh, playing his old team, the Stars? I think he's going to be motivated, sure. And and I hope that helps. Um Ron Kussel says, I sure hope a lot. He's been brutal. Yeah, yep. That's the one hope that we might have, that there's some extra motivation that he'll get his head out of somewhere and play a bit better. Uh, great question. Ryan Herrera, Brian Herrera. I am really sorry, uh, Brian. 
Brian Herrera says, how many goals do you see Kirill put up this series? Ooh, hopefully more than Robertson to start off with. Uh, I'm thinking something along the likes of... I have a feeling he's going to have a really good series, actually. I think he's going I think he is. Um, last couple, the last couple of games he played in, he looked pretty good, actually. Um, in fact, uh, what was that game? We only got one goal. He looked downright spectacular in that game. Could have had a hat trick, but uh, luckily one finally got through. <laughs> I think that was Winnipeg, I believe. Yeah. Um, in this series, though, this thing goes six or seven, and I think it will. I think it's going to go six or seven. I, I think Kirill Kaprizov gets something along the likes of like seven goals. That's my hope. Maybe way beyond that. Who knows? But seven goals will be my guess. Uh, with that said, again, uh, yep, that, that wraps up the fan interaction segment. Um, and I may kind of revert, uh, I may kind of like uh, uh, refer back to you shortly. Real quick, I'll do some uh, predictions with the playoff uh, bracket and all that. I tried to do it on the frickin' uh, app, but I think it closed out on me right before I had, uh, yeah, right before I had finished everything. I, yeah, let's just say I have a rematch of the 1990 Cup Finals, and it's going to be a way better series than that piece of junk was. <laughs> of course, I was happy with, I mean, I'm sure most people were fairly pleased with uh, the good job Edmonton did. It's just Boston was pretty weak in that series. Um Vegas versus Winnipeg, Boston versus Florida. Let's go to the East first. Boston versus Florida. I think that's going to go like only five games and Boston wins. Uh, and, uh, I remember people were, uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Tom Hand was making fun of uh, Toronto losing in the first round. And he, yeah, he thinks Tampa Bay is probably going to go past both Boston and Toronto potentially to the conference final. I, it's a strong possibility. But I don't know. We'll see. I mean, Boston's having an insane year. Eventually, you're just so good that you've you that you're just you are the best team, and you do win. Kind of like Colorado last year was kind of like that. So I wouldn't be surprised if that ended up things uh, things ended up that way. Until they do it, though, Toronto. I'm sorry, Toronto. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Toronto. But until they do it, I can't pick them. Tampa in six. Boston in five. Tampa in six. Uh, New Jersey versus the New York Rangers. The New Jersey Devils win that in seven. Carolina versus New York Islanders. Carolina takes it to six and gets the job done. Second round, Boston versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, the four-time defending Eastern Conference champion, right? Or is it three-time? Three, three, three in a row. Yeah, they're, they'd potentially be going for their fourth Stanley Cup final. But, um, no, uh... Boston's going to win that series this time. Boston will win that series. It's going to it's going to not going to be easy, but they'll win it in 6. New Jersey versus Carolina. Great series. That's going to be an epic battle. Epic epic battle. I mean, any of the final 4 teams that I have in the East could win the East. In that case, it's just an incredible conference. Awesome conference. Um I got to go with my guns though. It's going to be Carolina. Carolina in 7, Boston in 6 over Tampa. Boston versus Carolina in an unbelievable Western Eastern Conference Final. Incredible. Uh, either one of them could win that, and I'm actually having a hard time making a choice at the moment. What is going on over there? Why would that just turn on? <laughs> Weird, huh? Hopefully you can't hear it too loud. Um, that's the darndest thing. Um, I may have to get up and check this quick. 
apologize for that. That was weird. I had to jump up quick. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Have you ever heard of an LCD game turning on by itself? It's, yeah, something's wrong with that thing. But Boston and Carolina, epic battle to the finish. That thing could go six. That could go seven. Very strong possibility the winner of that series is your Stanley Cup champion. Very strong possibility. In fact, I'm really strongly leaning that way. <sighs> I picked Carolina at the beginning of the year. I did. At the beginning of the season. Uh, I, I rarely go against my original pick. Just because. But I think Boston is just... They're just too good. And there's always a chance they're going to choke. That's why I'm going to go back and forth here. I'm going to I'm gonna hold off for a second. <laughs> Vegas versus Winnipeg. Vegas Golden Knights win that thing in five. Uh, Edmonton versus Los Angeles could be a beautiful series. That's going to go six or seven games. But the Oilers win in six. And they will play against their major... They will play against probably the other best team in the conference, which is unfortunate. Because I think, yeah, it's a bummer. I think if those two should face off in the conference final, frankly. But then again, you got Colorado, though. What am I talking about? And Dallas, Minnesota. Either Any of us could go to the conference final. Colorado versus Seattle. I do think Colorado wins that series. Um, I think Pat Micheletti had Seattle winning that series, which is funny. But I'll have Colorado winning it in six. Everything is six this and seven that. Uh... Last, just a couple days ago, I had Dallas beating the Wild in six. I'm debating back and forth on this. This could go seven very easily. I really don't want to pick the Stars, but I think I'm still leaning that way. I don't want it. I would love to believe in a strong way that the Wild could beat this Dallas Stars team. But it really does hinge on Jules Eriksson-Eck and all that. Um, it's all kind of still up in the air. There's no definitive answer on Jules Eriksson-Eck, and I really think he's a big piece. Um... There's other players on this team that can step up, but Julius Eck does have special skills that other people just don't have. They just don't have it. Um, Klingberg's a little scary. Maybe Faber is like a hero out there, and he really is a, a huge factor and keeps the, the games lower scoring, and uh, the Wild end up emerging victorious thanks to our uh, our great goaltender in Gustafson, if we're smart enough to have him as the main guy in this playoffs. We have to. You have to. You have to, damn it. You have to. I mean, even Pittsburgh didn't start Flurry. Hall of Fame goalie. They didn't start him. They went with uh, they went with they went with Murray, and they ended up winning it. So, twice, by the way. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I have to pick Dallas in seven. Seven. This is going to be a. This one's going to go the distance. I think the Stars would win Game Seven in Dallas. I just do. I want to believe the Wild could emerge victorious in six or seven, but I have to go with Dallas. That that's my feeling right now. I don't like the way the Wild have been playing in, in Dallas. It's not like I'm enjoying them winning, but they are. <laughs> so, Dallas and Colorado, epic battle. Second round. Dallas and Colorado. Ah, oh, boy. Well, I think the Stars win that series. I think the Stars go to the uh, conference final. I, I think so. Um, Vegas and, and uh, Edmonton, that's going to be a great series. I think Edmonton wins, though. I think Edmonton wins the series. Yep, I think Edmonton gets past the Vegas Golden Knights. I'd love to see the Golden Knights go to the final and win it. If it's not us, I'd love to see Vegas do it. It'd be great. Um, it really would, and it, it could happen. But, I don't know, I, I think Edmonton, and it kind of depends on the goaltender and all that, but they made some great moves during the season, and again, you know who is having the year of his life. It might be the year of destiny for Edmonton, but yeah, I'm going to go with the vibe I was feeling not too long ago. 
So I had Edmonton versus Dallas in the conference final. Edmonton wins to play the Boston Bruins, yep, in the Stanley Cup final. And I just am having an impossible time with this one. Impossible. Edmonton, it's like a year of destiny for Edmonton and Boston. It really is. It really is. Could it be Edmonton over Boston once again, just like all those years ago, 30, 32, 33 years ago now? 33 years ago, 1990. Edmonton Oilers beat Boston in just five games. Beat them easily. I don't expect that. Uh, Boston wins the Stanley Cup. That might be the lamest thing ever, the president, but Boston wins the Stanley Cup in um, six. Boston wins the Stanley Cup in Edmonton and avenges a very old, old series. Not just because of that, of course, but I think it's just, I just think it's Boston's year. Uh, I'm probably going to be wrong. Maybe Tampa knocks them out. Maybe New Jersey knocks them out or Carolina. Maybe the New York Islanders are a miracle team. I'm probably going to be wrong, but I just have a feeling. It's just, Boston is just too far ahead. They're just that good this year. Kind of like Colorado last year. There was kind of a bit going on at work, like, you think Calgary's going to go? Colorado, good man. You know, I was kind of joking around, Colorado's good man. Yeah, <laughs> as much as I didn't want Colorado to win anything, it was just their year, and I feel that way about the Boston Brewers this year. So that's what I'm thinking. Boston is just, there. There's a t- there's a time like, okay, wow, number one record this year by like three points, you know, like Vegas or whoever years ago. Oh, they had the number one record. They got the President's Trophy yeah, by like a couple points. And then, you know, so it wasn't a big deal. But then there's teams like the 89 Flames. They were just the best team in the league. And they won the Cup. Um, you know, I would be very surprised if, if Boston lost. But I remember Detroit choked along the way. I think they got to the finals and lost, right, in uh, that 95 season against New Jersey back in the day. It was New Jersey just swept them right the heck out of there. It was shocking. But they got to the final, at least. <laughs> Yay, but they lost. That must have been really annoying. But two years later, they started winning their cups, and they kept winning for a little bit there. <laughs> Detroit did. I think Boston is due for a Stanley Cup. I mean, 2019, they were so good. 2020, they were even better. And then that's the, the lockdown really iced, iced them in a big way, and they came back and just struggled right away, and they lost. And then Tampa was the team of destiny for a couple of years. There. They were the new Pittsburgh Penguins for a couple of years, the new Blackhawks or whatever. I'm not sure Boston is on the verge of any type of any type of like two or three cups or something in, in four or five years, but I do think that Boston is going to win this year. It's it's the year of the Boston Bruins, and it might be the year of the Boston Celtics too. It could be a very Bostonian. Once again, Boston winning championships again, but I'm, I'm going with it. The Boston Celtics and the Boston Bruins win the championship this year. It's not because I'm obsessed with Boston, even though I do like Boston teams and Boston sports and, and Boston lager too. Ah, yep. Tasting that remastered for the first time. It's, yeah, it's almost exactly the same as the regular Boston lager, but it does feel a little bit less, like, a little bit less bite on the tongue. You know what I mean? A little less bitter, so it's a little easier drinking. I think that's what they were going for, so... Makes sense. It tastes all the same, just a tiny, tiny bit more gentle, if you know what I mean. It's still got the same alcohol, the same bitterness in the flavor, but the bitterness doesn't, like, punch you in the mouth as much, where it's just a little bit more gentle. So, that might be what it is. Yeah, there's no, like, that kind of icky aftertaste as I breathe out. Yeah, it's, it's not there anymore. That was the only thing that probably wasn't so great about Boston Lager. Good job, guys. Hmm, interesting. 
And to me, Boston Lager is honestly, it's actually not really craft beer. Uh, so, but I'm just trying it anyway. It used to be craft beer. But, uh, yep, Boston, congratulations. Stanley Cup and NBA Championship this year. And uh, a very good, uh, well, in my opinion anyway, and a very nice uh, remastering of Boston Lager. Maybe it's the, maybe they, they lifted the curse of Boston's uh, Celtics and Bruins not winning the championship the last few years uh, when given opportunities. So, <laughs> Bruins win the cup. Um, I think that's the end of it, though, at the end of the day. Bruins win the cup. And I really want to thank all of you for jumping on board. Really appreciate your inclusion with the show. And hope all of you have a wonderful uh, few days here. Will I record on Thursday? I think so. I think so. That's probably a perfect time to do it, but we'll see. We'll see how uh, work schedule picks up here. But the weather doesn't seem all too promising for lawn cleanups anytime superly soon. But I guess you never know with my brother. So with that said, hope you have a wonderful few days here. Go wild. Let's see if we do pull off the upset. 